time, I bought nearly all my clothes at second-hand thrift shops, and I volunteered in a nursing home and a downtown soup kitchen. And with the little money I had, I gave all I could to worthy causes. I even spent a night on the streets of the inner city all by myself in an urban plunge to get a glimpse of what it was like to be homeless. I was dead set on finding my way on the road less traveled and making a difference. The road less traveled. It's a simple phrase of poetry penned by Robert Frost, one of the most quoted poets of our time. This line of poetry is quoted often for good reason, and I could not resist its pull. Something deep inside me still resonates with these words after hearing them time and time again. For who, when faced with options, doesn't want to take the road that makes a difference? All the difference. Being a poet myself, it's a phrase I've identified with since I was a girl, about the time I began looking up to significant women. Catherine Booth, the co-founder of the Salvation Army, became one of my heroes. Like Mother Teresa, she wasn't consumed by convention and was determined to do whatever it took to make a difference in her 18th century England, even if it was not the job of a woman to do so. I've always loved her response to an uptight, pious man who held up his Bible and argued, Paul said to the Corinthians, it's a shame for women to speak in the church. Oh, yes, so he did, said Catherine. But in the first place, this is not a church. And in the second place, I'm not a Corinthian. Besides, she continued, looking at the man's wife, Paul said in the same epistle it was good for the unmarried to remain so. You've got to admire that kind of spunk in a woman. Well, at least I do. But I've got to confess, I'm no Catherine Booth either. In fact, my life these days is ensconced with all the typical trappings of a modern married woman with two children living in the mainstream. These days, you're far more likely to find me browsing at Baby Gap for my toddler than searching the racks of a thrift store. And you're more likely to find me sipping a latte at Starbucks than feeding the homeless with soup at a shelter. Maybe the same is true for you, whatever your situation. You long to make a difference, but feel you don't measure up to many other women. Somewhere between the idealism of my college years and the pragmatism of my real life, I've wondered if I've forsaken the road less traveled altogether. After all, how can I make a difference when some days I can't even find my keys? We all have those days where things go wrong. Like the day I was on my way to the grocery store when I glanced in the rearview mirror and saw that my five-year-old had fallen fast asleep. My mind sifted through the possibilities. I could wake John up when we get to the grocery store, but then he'll get really crabby and when he's awake, he won't go back to sleep. Or I could just turn around, take him home, tuck him into bed since Les is working there, and I could grocery shop just that much faster. I knew Les was hard at work on a deadline, but it was more likely that John would sleep at home than in the grocery cart. So I returned home, carried John into the house, tucked him in bed, and alerted Les to the fact that he'd be in charge of our little one for a while. I sped back to the car with the kind of urgency that only a mom trying to fit in multiple tasks during a child's nap time can entirely identify with. Jumping into the driver's seat, I shifted the car into reverse, backed out of the garage, and promptly ripped the door off the car. The door I'd forgotten to close when I carried John into the house. The ripping and tearing sound sent Les bolting out of a study, which is directly above our garage. It was one of those moments when I'd been feeling good about all I'd been able to accomplish that day. Life was working. 30 seconds later, I'd created a crisis. To make things more complicated, Les and I only have one car. At the time, a car without a door. Even getting it fixed would have completely immobilized us, and we were supposed to be leaving soon on a ski trip over the Christmas holidays. I've come to realize that things happen, even when you're not distracted or in a hurry. 
My life, like yours, is busy. We've got bills to pay, errands to run, jobs to do, loved ones to keep happy. Often I'm so focused on now that I wonder if I'm making any mark on the world for the future. Does my life count for more than being part of the mainstream? Am I doing anything really worthwhile? Does my life matter? I'm guessing you've wondered something similar about your own life, or you wouldn't be listening to this. And I'm so glad you are, because I'm here to tell you that you matter more than you think. How do I know? Because you're already making a difference, whether you know it or not. And the more you understand the difference you are making, the bigger that difference will be. Each of us is an original, making our mark on this planet in a unique way. There are no Mother Teresa clones. No Catherine Booth replicas. There's no one just like the woman you're comparing yourself to, whoever that might be. And there's no one just like you. We are each designed to make our own distinctive difference in the lives we live. Consider these words written by the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 5. Since this is the kind of life we've chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. I love this part in verse 26. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better and another worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. And we are original. Every woman is one of a kind. Whenever we compare ourselves with others, whether it's Mother Teresa or a girlfriend down the street, we're bound to think we should be more this or less that. We're sure to question our contribution and deride the difference we make. Realizing our tendency for comparison is fundamental to living a life that matters. The same portion in chapter 6 says, Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. This is the crux of the matter. We do our creative best with our lives whenever we set out on a consciously chosen course of action that accents the good of others. In short, we do our creative best whenever we love. That's why we're here. A life that makes a difference is all about love. That's what matters most. Because God is love, the most important thing we ever do is love. It's in loving that we're most like Him. No matter what I say, what I believe, or what I do, I'm bankrupt without love, says Paul in his famous love poem to the Corinthians. But here's the key. Each of us finds our own way, our own road less traveled, to expand, maximize, and share our love. That's why measuring the way we love against the way someone else loves is bound to lead us down the wrong path. Mother Teresa has said, it's not what you do, but how much love you put into what you do that matters. When Jenny, a friend of mine who teaches first grade, rearranges the desks in her classroom to be sure the lonely kid is front and center so he makes more friends, she's making a difference, one that could change the course of a little boy's life. When Samantha, who's passionate about her job as a designer at a software company, shares the credit with her colleagues for an amazing idea that she's primarily come up with, she's accenting the good of others, and that always makes a difference. When Margaret, a single mother of an obstinate 17-year-old boy, continues to treat him with dignity and respect, 
Even when she's tempted to want to pull her hair out because of the decisions he's making, she's making a difference by loving. When Carmen, a single woman who's heartsick about not yet finding her own soulmate, intentionally sets aside her personal ache, if only temporarily, to actively celebrate another friend's recent engagement, she's making a self-giving difference, one her friend will long remember. When Julie, a married woman in her 50s, sets aside her pride and forgives her husband for the terse words he hollered at her in the heat of an argument last night, she is surely making a difference in their home. Do you see what I mean? These women may not be on the front lines of social change and justice. They may not be getting their names in the paper, but you can be confident they are indeed making their world a better place. Each of these women, like all of us, is doing her creative best to love in an everyday, run-of-the-mill situation. One of the fundamental truths I've learned about making a difference on this planet is that the road less traveled is not actually found in Calcutta or on the mean streets with the down and out. The road less traveled is ultimately found in the heart. It's found in the heart of every woman who wants her life to make a difference and realizes the difference is found quite simply in love. You walk the road less traveled whenever and wherever you bring more grace, compassion, understanding, patience, and empathy. More love. Why? Because a life of love is rare. Please don't mistake this love for a sentimental notion you'd find written about on a greeting card. That's not it. The kind of love we're talking about here is not easy. It runs counter to our culture, not to mention our nature. That's why it doesn't matter where you are, because the road less traveled is always found in your heart. If this sounds too sentimental, forgive me. You simply must see that love is not bound by borders, and it's not isolated to whatever preconceived notion you may have about difference-making. In Galatians 5, 6, it says, The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You may be living in the mainstream as a suburban woman, or you may be a missionary in the third world. You may be attending a sparkling megachurch in a well-heeled neighborhood, or you may be ministering to drug addicts in the darkest regions of the inner city.